listening to the Red Diamond Quarry, an Elder Scrolls podcast. Here are your hosts, Bob Chichinsky and Dog Bark 24. Welcome, everyone, to episode 62 of the Red Diamond Courier. I am here with you, as always, Bob Chichinsky, here with my good, good friend, Dog Bark 24. How are you doing, my dude? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. Excited to be here, as always. Uh, this week, we are going to be talking something a little different and kind of fun. We're going to be Covering the economy and gold farming in Elder Scrolls Online. At least some ways that you can uh, go out there and establish yourself a small fortune at the very least. uh, Get yourself some gold behind you. Uh, I would definitely say when you have at least a couple hundred thousand in the bank, you start feeling like you could kind of get what you want when you need it. Anyways... We're going to talk about all that kind of fun stuff, but of course, we've got some uh, new stuff to go over, and of course, our Cyrodiil updates. So, Dogged, how are things looking as far as news is going this week, man? There isn't a, a lot of news, but uh, just, you know, we've, it's been a little while, so there's like two new different uh, PTS updates. And there's been several changes to the Oblivion portals, which we covered uh, last week. But then the other one is the uh, Elder Scrolls Online Twitter gave us a uh, update on the console UI issues. And it says that uh, we wanted to give you an update on the item UI issues currently on the ESO console servers. Due to certification timing for the upcoming Blackwood chapter in ESO console enhance. We will not have any more console incremental patches before the Blackwood and Update 30 launch. The fix for this issue will be in the Update 30 launch and patched June, 3rd, June 8th. And then in the meantime, we encourage you to, to use the temporary workarounds for the issues linked below. And we understand this is frustrating, and thank you for your patience. Yeah, so unfortunately, uh, things just are not going to get fixed in time. but. I'm sure that uh, they have huge plans for the new chapter. I mean, they've got the uh, the new uh, next gen update coming out, right? I don't know if it comes out with the uh, the chapter. I can't remember, but I think it's in June at the at the least. So definitely, I know they have been working a lot on the console side of things, and man, I can imagine how. Uh, rough it must be over there, but ah, uh, it's it's almost over. The you can almost count the days. So, uh, Blackwood will it will be worth it? I I think so at least. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as they uh, as it actually said is that uh, you know the uh, UI errors should be fixed with the uh, Blackwood update. So, uh, yeah. Yep. So. Well, I have faith for that one because that's going to be really big for a lot of people. So, heading on from that, do we have any more news, dog? Or is that going to wrap it up? Nope, that'll wrap it up. All right, man. So, about a month out, 
Yeah, from uh, the release of Blackwood, June 1st on PC, June 8th on consoles. We will have our patch notes episode out that week, uh, the week of June 1st, going over all of that fun stuff. I'm excited that uh, this is going to be the first chapter that I'm playing on PC, so I get to play it, you know, when it comes out. So that's cool. Yay. But I'm still going to get it for Xbox too, because, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker and I love the game, I guess. That much. I want. We we tried to win uh, the copy that Lotus was giving away, but Dog and I both failed. So, you know, that, that's how it goes for RNG sometimes. Yeah, I'm uh, definitely gonna get it on Xbox, and then I think I'll probably wait until the uh, it comes on sale for when I go and do it on PC, since then I'm not in a huge rush to get it. You know. Yeah, that that's a good way to do it too. They do do some awesome sales that don't take like too long. Maybe like month or two in, you know, or maybe like next DLC, I guess, a dungeon one. Yeah, it sounds about right. Like three or four months after. Yeah. So anyways, before we get too far down that road, let's dive into some Cyrodiil stuff. Of course, Cyrodiil is still in the uh, no proc land. And although I've, well, we did you know dabble in there when we went to the under vets and uh got emperor and uh that was that was a lot of fun but the build was so different because it was under vets so i haven't really worked on a a, you know current build to go in there with but in the uh, lore casters guild it seemed like there was some interest to go into cyrodiil so i might be putting together a uh a build maybe you can help me with that dog didn't you like break it all down in like very detailed stuff and a few episodes ago maybe i should go listen to that yes i uh did and uh <laughs> yeah i have i have the notes <laughs> okay okay good good maybe we can talk about that later <laughs> okay so let's get right into uh the leaderboards of the one and only gray host campaign so uh interestingly enough we have uh, Daggerfall Covenant in first place, 47.4K. Ebonheart Pact in second, 42.7K. All Mary Dominion in last, 40.2K. So right off the bat, DC in the lead. That's what I like to see. PCEU, we've got AD leading. So from, from worst to first, 59.7K. Then we've got Daggerfall Covenant in second, way big old gap, 37.2k. So that's 22,000 points back. Woo. Evan Earth Packs in last behind them with 33.3k. Hey, that's one lucky number, 333. So that's cool. Uh, looks like we got one DC in first in the PC and A side, which is always a good one to be leading. And AD is just demolishing on the EU side of things. So, dog, what about the Xbox? How is things looking over there? All right. So when I got the Xbox scores, uh, there was one day left in the campaign. And so I think that was about three days ago. I just want to say it's not yeah. too bad. Okay. Is that <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, DC was in first with 92.5k. AD is in second with 80.5k. NEP is in last with 78.5k. So DC definitely won that campaign. I can confirm. I uh, got my rewards from it. It was nice. DC in the lead. Actually, I need like a different jingle for when DC wins. I'll have to work on that. Yes. And for uh, Xbox EU, you know, same thing. Uh, DC's in first eh, with 118k. AD's in second with 67k. NEP's in last with 62k. And pretty safe to say that uh, DC also won over there too. Because at that point in time, it, it was literally impossible for AD to pass them. Like, literally impossible. <laughs> I'm just lost in thought trying to think of a classic jingle now, whatever. I'll have to wait till next time. That's awesome, though. Yeah. Wow. That is a true demolishment. Like, dang. 50,000 up. Wow. And on the PlayStation side of things, we've got the, uh, well, PS4 and PS5 scores on the NA side. 27 days remaining, and that is when the one and only Lotus of Doom provided these awesome NA scores for us. Thank you, as always, our good friend. And congratulations to uh, Lotus and Robots, the ESLR cast, just got to interview the one and only Rich Lambert. So uh, if you guys haven't checked that interview out, you definitely, definitely should. It was a really good one. And, uh, yeah, also some other exciting uh, Robots Radio stuff coming up. All kinds of cool stuff. So always keep paying attention over there. But, anyways, before I start going too crazy, let's keep it to the scores. So PlayStation NA, we've got DC in the lead. And, once again, these are very fresh scores, so pretty low. 9.5k, 80 right behind them, 8.6k, and EP 7.9k. So, uh, very bunched together, but at least we got DC in the lead. And then we've got the EU side of things, where Evan Hart Pact is leading their only uh, campaign of the of the six. So we've got Everhart in first, 11.5K, Daggerfall in second with 10.2K, and Almer Dominion trailing them both at 8.5K. So uh, very interesting, pretty uh, evenly split up between Daggerfall and AD. Daggerfall has definitely uh, been flexing their muscles a bit recently. Definitely nice to see. But AD has been pushing hard as well. We'll see if EP could started taking the lead back they used to be just so dominant in a lot of the pvp all right so pvp talk out of the way let's get right into the meat of our episode we are talking first off the economy of elder scrolls online the tamrielic economy as some might say now dogged how do you want to start this off, man? Any you you have any uh, certain spots that you want to delve into first? 
Yeah, I kind of wanted to start with like, you know, a simple like comparison between PC and Xbox and PlayStation and how they are similar, how they're different and you know why they are different, because this was something that I was wondering and I did some research on it. So. Yeah, I mean, definitely coming from Xbox to PC, it was a shock to see the difference in the economy. So I think that this could be a definitely interesting, maybe eye opener for some people. Yeah. To uh, start us off, uh, we have Xbox and PlayStation are they're pretty much roughly similar to each other. Like some things differ, you know, like not everything's to be like 3K and 3K. Someone's like 3K and one other won't be like 4K. But for the most part, the uh, markets are similar to each other. And then PC prices are about three or four times higher. And when you compare them to console prices and yeah. Still pretty drastic margins. Yeah, but do you know why they're so drastic? I have a couple, you know, theories on why, but... I mean, you know, if I had to throw out a guess, it'd be because there's maybe, like, more population or, like, denser population in certain parts of the game on certain platforms. I don't know. They do different things. I don't know. What are your theories, though, Don? I think it's just like the amount of gold in the game and who all can get it personally. Really? You can break that down. Yeah. Well, let's break it down. All right. Well, first off, you have like daily writs, right? They're really good to do. PC has this great add on that makes it significantly faster. And they have the, you know, the much faster load screens too. And it makes it easy to do it on every character. So much faster. Like I think we were just talking like I can do like all eight of my characters on PC in like thirty to forty minutes and Xbox is like, yeah, I might be able to get like three or four characters in that time. You know, that's double. And from like personal testing and timing, it's like two Xbox character dailies is, you know, four or five PC character dailies or character uh crafting dailies. So yeah, it's uh the low trans can get you. And then to kind of, you know, branch off of that, there's also the surveys, which you get from the crafting dailies. And PC has this great, you know, map pins add-on. And, or at least I think that's the one that does it. But uh, it's uh, it puts the survey location just, you know, on your map. And it's fairly accurate. And you can just go to the area. And boom, you know where it is. And then, you know, console players... Uh, we have to like use a website or an apps map. Like, you know, I think we both use the ESO app and it's still, you know, easier than, you know, doing it manually, but it's still like, it has the extra effort and having to be like, okay, I have to zoom in on this map, zoom in on my map and figure out how to do it. And if it's like a new area, like some of the new DLC ones, it's a bit harder to like figure out where it is and stuff. Yeah. It definitely can be. And yeah, we do use the ESO app. You can download it on uh, the Apple and Android store. It's not made by Zoss or anything. But shout out to those guys that make it because they actually lost everything, like all their files and all the work, and they had to start it from scratch. 
and it took so long for them to rebuild it that me and dog thought that they just went out of like they weren't doing it anymore like because they just never updated it we were sad but we were happy that it was still there for all the like base games and the dlc up to that point but uh long story short uh last year they finished rebuilding it and put out uh all the stuff they had missed and it's really just so awesome so if you're on console or if you uh, don't want your map cluttered by 8 million things uh, on PC, then, I mean, you could always just use your filters, but it's always there on your phone, too. Yeah. I feel like I'm a billboard this episode. Like, I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to shout these things out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they're helpful things, right? And I yeah. just like, you know, other things. True, it's not like it's just waffles or something. I do love waffles. Continue, dog, before I start thinking about waffles. I think you already are thinking about waffles. I'm trying uh... to stop. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, next up, we have uh, bot farming. And bots are, you know, 99.9% of the time annoying sorks that either just spam heavy attack bears they uh these bots are 99.9% of the time just some annoying sorks that are either spamming their heavy attack on bears, mud crabs, dray, etc for leathers or they're programmed to go in a specific path in the base game zones and do the other zones but like i see them all the time with Narthi's Roost, Joyce Mackay, Betnick, Bleak Rock and Balfoyon and if you're wondering uh, if there is no resource for them, they kind of just go there and they stare at it, even though because you know there could be one there, but because there's not one there, uh, they just stare and it's a bit weird. And then you can go follow them, but you want to be ahead of them, so you know you can just be like, "Haha, it's taking all your resources." And yeah, yeah. And if you guys wonder, like all week last week, and hopefully only like twice or three times this week. Why is there a church bell in the back of dogs, uh, you know, uh, vocals and everything? It's because he has Khajiit living with him now. They moved in. Yeah. You know, saying. There's dragons in their homeland, so they came <laughs> over. It's true. They don't know what to do. So they asked dog for shelter, and I don't know why he said yes, but. They're driving us both to our wit's end, and I don't even live there. Yeah. But Dog has guaranteed me they're cute, so there you go. All right, so uh, pretty much like the last three things, they kind of all sum it up to, you know, who can be the multimillionaires, or in some cases, you know, billionaires, because, yeah, that's how sometimes it goes, is that, uh, but for PC, everyone has the opportunity to, you know, make easy gold, you know, sometimes you other people go really, really crazy. You know, make like two accounts worth and go really ham. But uh, either way, it's a lot easier to get gold on PC. And then on console, you have people running the resource farming accounts that have hundreds of millions, if not billions of gold. And really, they just control the market. So if they wanted to, they could you just jack it up to be a PC prices. But then, you know, the people who, all, who still farm probably would be like, no. We're not doing that, so it's definitely uh as much you know, I really 
dislike the bots and I want a bot sick, you know, just nuke them to oblivion, but they they uh help the economy, you know, keep it not ridiculous crazy. So I, as you said, I would love for Zoss to give all of us a uh, bot band stick. And if you tap <laughs> five people with the exact same name one letter off, then it just bans them all. I mean, that just, you know, disconnect them for like five minutes because then it's like then they have to like manually reset it or something. Yeah, and, true. I mean, that would be annoying. And sometimes they just leave, probably. Yeah. I think one of the craziest times was, uh, during one of the double experience events, there was like this, like we were doing a dolmen, but then the dolmen like broke and like, and uh, it was weird because like dolmens don't break normally, especially like when you're doing the rotations for a little while. And the next thing I know, there's like 20 bot sorks with like double pets coming over the mountain. And I crashed. And when I got back in, like apparently everybody crashed. Like, <laughs> It's like the, the bots just were just too much. <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds like a uh, classic experience, right there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that kind of wraps up like the uh, like uh, the PC versus Xbox versus PlayStation, you know, thread or whatever. So now we can talk about other, you know, economy like items stuff, yeah. So the next thing we have on the list is experience potions, which of course are awesome to, you know, just use, but they also have a very high monetary value. And uh, especially at least on PC after the champion point update, they just skyrocketed and, um, you know, you could sell them all over the place, but, they sell for more clearly like during a double XP event going on. Like we just had the gestures festival and the anniversary Jubilee events. Uh, uh, those are the times to try and sell your, your mythical ambrosias and stuff like that for sure. to make stacks of cash. The uh, next one is war torts and these are still, you know, rel- relatively new for the market, so the market price hasn't really stood in yet. But part of the problem of that is that the hundred uh, percent ingredients for like the hundred uh, percent war tort is that they're so expensive. They're like, I think, I think it's like the uh, like the ingredient factor is like hundred thousand. I think the uh, ingredient for like the hundred percent of War Tort is like 100k Telvar, which is a lot of Telvar. Like, it's a ridiculous amount of Telvar. And the 50% gritty, you just you just get that by doing uh, Cyrodiil Town Dailies. So, and part of the reason why, you know, everyone doesn't have the 50% recipe is because the uh, recipe fragment for the 50% scroll is RNG to get. And you get it by, like, sometimes it'll pop up where uh, resource nodes are in Cyrodiil and not many people are farming resource nodes in Cyrodiil. I've been insanely lucky to get uh, two of them so far from farming in Cyrodiil because I wanted the uh, recipe. But you're also supposed to be able to get an ingredient for the 150% scroll, and I have not gotten one of those yet. So 
And usually for uh, farming for the scroll, people just farm the resources like, you know, their home keeps. So I did it from the D.C. area because I am D.C. And then similar to the experience uh, scrolls, I'm going to assume that the 100% and 150% are going to be insanely high when Meteor Mayhem rolls around because you will get double AP towards your Cyrodiil rank. And Cyrodiil will be popping all over for you know each alliance. And then on top of that, having 100% or 150% more like the AP going towards your Cyrodiil rank is just insane. It's like, you know, the uh, 150% scrolls on a double experience event. That's also just insane XP. This will be insane Cyrodiil rank gain. So maybe Bob will finally get his uh, five star. That would be nice. It's been a lot of years. I have enough uh, former emperors, that's for sure. Yes, yes, you do. But no five stars. Now, uh, the next on our list here is gold materials. Now, gold materials definitely uh, have a large variance between the console and PC economies. No matter what, they're going to be a reliable way to make you, uh, you know, pretty good amount of change pretty quick. I mean, if you just think that it takes eight of these gold pieces to upgrade one piece of gear, people are going to be buying a lot. So you got that going for you. Now, of course, keep in mind that a new chapter is coming out as well as when all new DLCs come out. That means a bunch of new sets and people are going to be holding their breath and their cash to see if uh, the set is worth it before they end up uh, improving it all the way. So, But they are going to need to improve it something all the way more than likely. So those uh, DLC drops are a great time to if you're trying to sell some of those gold materials. It's a great time to get out there and do that. Also, the uh, prices for your gold materials also go up. So it's a good time to sell, but not a good time to buy. If you want to buy, you want to wait like a month, month and a half to two months after the DLC release. Because then the prices will kind of like dip back down to whatever the normal average is. It's a weird uh, trend. So, Doug, why don't you break that down a little more? Why why does all why is that how it happens? Well, it's because each DLC comes with two specific changes that each DLC has that apply for that. And the first one is meta changes. And that can be like maybe an old set got buffed and is super insane right now. Or you know, or the exact opposite. Maybe your current set got nerfed to the ground or just slightly so, so that, you know, set option B is now a better choice for you than whatever you're wearing now. And in both cases, you know, you might want to upgrade it to gold for the maximum efficiency of the new set, especially if you're in PvP, especially for, like, your weapons. And then the second is because you have, you know, any new sets that might come out because you definitely want to try new sets and... And when there's like a new set that is either interesting or might have some uh, great potential in certain cases, 
you know, example would be like in PvP or, you know, just straight up changes the meta, then, you know, gold mats will, you know, people will want to gold it out, especially in PvP because getting, you know, maximum stuff means that you get having like maximum armor and maximum, you know, damage is really good in PvP. That way you can stay alive or do more damage and yeah. And uh, the new hot set for like this chapter seems to be the uh, one that uh, whenever you cast an ultimate, you and your group get members gain major force, which is a heavy armor set. So that'd be good for tanks. And then healers will probably want it for, you know, uh, they'll probably want like the weapons and jewelry. So it'll definitely be interesting. All right. So. That is definitely some interesting stuff and um, honestly a bunch of different ways and great ways to make gold. But we've got plenty more stuff coming up for you. Of course, we want to just get out of the way. Our quick little middle break and remind you that we are part of the oh-so-wildly-popular Robots Radio Podcast Network that you can check out at robotsradio.net where you can find shows like us and many other awesome ones like the uh, Follow Lurecast or Written in Uncertainty or the Destiny uh, Podcast. I mean, there's something for everyone. So go check it out. Do you like adventure? Yeah. Do you like laughing? Uh, yeah. Would you like to listen to a group of people you don't know play D&D and reference retro pop culture you vaguely remember? Um... Excellent. You're going to love Committee Quest. We play D&D in the world of Amaran. We use adventure modules and supplements made by people in the community. We also have a sweet synthwave backing track. Come and join us on our adventure. Volume 1 has been completed. Volume 2 coming the end of January. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. All right. So, here we are. We got some more gold stuff to talk about with you. But, we did run a Twitter poll about gold farming to, you know, get some general opinions. There's only so much I could put for the options, but... We said, what's your favorite method of gold farming? Daily crafting writs, public dungeon farm, or selling slash guild traders? So 55%, 54%, I guess, said daily crafting writs. 33.3%, dude, there's my lucky number again. This is crazy. Uh, selling guild traders. And the public dungeon farm came in last at 12.3 or 123. Weird. But anyways, uh, yeah, so it looks like there's a lot of crafters among everyone out there. But um, we also had a couple other people post their own opinions. One said that chest farming is a, a bit slower way, but also very fun. And that is very true. Not only do you get gold from chests, especially overland, but you can get different set pieces and uh, stuff like that. And then Terabyte also on Twitter uh, mentioned 
There's also vet Craglorn plunder runs that a good portion of the community participate in for gold farming. And uh, those would be vet Craglorn trials, kind of the easiest trials that you could run on vet. Uh, you knock them out, get some undaunted plunders along the way. Those you can sell to a merchant. They sell for a thousand each. So you usually get like a handful going through a trial so if it's a trial you need stuff from or like think you might in the future then maybe you don't mind farming it four or five times come out with like you know all the normal stuff you could sell plus a uh, little fat stack of undaunted plunders which would help you uh definitely help you get some cheese in the bank account but Anyways, just thought that was interesting and uh, it was fun getting to interact with the community there on Twitter. So thank you guys for replying to that poll. And uh, I guess I feel like I'm rambling now. So, Dogged, what do we got next? All right. Well, you know, like you said in the poll, daily writs. So let's start off with those. You can get a you know base gold. It's like 4.6K. You can get up to like 5K if you do all seven crafting dailies and you have like they got what all fifty CP in the uh, gilded finger CP on the craft skill tree. And then along with that, you get any gold materials that you can sell. You can get intricate items that you can sell. You can get master rates that you can sell. You have surveys that you can do for more resources, and you can get more gold mats that way. And then lastly, you get repair kits so you can repair your own armor and save gold from it. So a lot of different ways to make gold and save gold. So. So, Daily Ritz, of course, a good way to get it, but I love that uh, Doug pointed out here, the next best way to possibly get gold is to come check out the weekly Chichinsky Extravaganza over on Twitch, where we are just giving away hundreds of thousands of gold once a week, usually Tuesdays or Wednesdays in the evening. So, come stop by and check that out, and make sure Dog doesn't win. Yeah, because apparently Bob doesn't want me to win, so... <laughs> like, yeah. The uh, next one is uh, resource farming. And this can be nodes, which is like ores, seams, uh, silks, and wood deposits. And a few routes that you can do is like, there's one in, there's a couple in Glenumbra, which is uh, sort of like the Bellborne Rockway Shrine. You go up to the cliffs. Which is like left up to like the Lion Guard Redoubtway Shrine. I think that's a lot of uh, ore and a lot of uh, wood. And then uh, in Glenumbra, you go to like the Dellens Mill Way Shrine. You go up to the north. You go. Another place in Glenumbra is uh, Dellens Mill, where you go north up to the Hagway Shrine. And that's a lot of like wood and uh, clothing and alchemy ingredients. And then any of the uh, starting zones are uh, they're uh, small and they're really easy to do a rotation, and they have a lot of resources. So, for if you're a console player, you might have better luck in uh, D DLC areas because there are less spots there, and uh, you know, Zoss doesn't give any of us you know the uh, bot annihilator stick to you know send them to ob oblivion. So. If you're looking for like Sigic portals, uh, Artem and Somerset are good. 
for that. And then uh, the last one is in Craglorn. And you want to go to like the Dragon Star to Renzer Hold or. And then for a Craglorn, you can start at like the Dragon Star Way Shrine, which is like the northwest part of the map. Kind of go east to like the Renzer's Hold. And then you go like southeast from there to like Inazer's Hold Way Shrine. And your main purpose is like you're grabbing everything you see because you want to get Nerncrux. And then Alcast has some good routes on the uh, on the Craglorn map. And yeah. This is all stuff that I have learned, and this is all stuff that I've done. So, and then there are uh, some other awesome spots where you could do some, um, get some NPC farming for leather that uh, you could either sell raw, so people have their own chance of getting draw racks, or uh, break down and refine yourself, see if you could get some draw racks that maybe you even want to sell like that. But if you're going to do it, it would probably be better doing stacks. But anyways, so uh, we have a few of them. The first one in Bankrai, there is a Passaway Way Shrine. Passaway Way Shrine. And uh, it's right by the West Fallen Grotto. And in there, you're going to find a bunch of bears. And there's a pretty nice circle. You could do some good little pulls. And there's also mud crabs. So you could kind of get two for one there. Then in Deshaun at the Selfora Shrine. Uh, in Selfora, there are Sench Tigers that you can farm. And in Stone Falls at the Fort Around Way Shrine. Around the Way Shrine and to the north, there are two groups of guars and Plenty of resources to grab. So, you slice down the guar um, in the name of the cult of the guar. I'm just kidding. Lotus is crazy so hard. And uh, then you, you know, raise your sword up and yell. I'm just kidding. But that is, uh, yeah, you know, that's another spot where you could go slay. Yeah, that's uh, one that I actually went out of my way because I know that there's one area where there's a lot of guars and turns out it's not a bad spot. I mean, it's mainly you kill the guars, then you go pick up some resources and then you kill the guars again and you kill, pick up more resources. And yeah, I like it. You know, killing the cult of the guar members in multitudes and, you know, getting some good resources out of it. You know? It's a win-win in my case, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Most definitely. All right. Another good thing to farm is the Beetle Scuttle. And there's two places where you can do this. There's uh, one place in Stone Falls. It's around the Sinny Way Shrine. And it's just in that town of Sinny. I think you ha- can't have the uh, quest done in that area. But, uh, yeah. There's a lot of uh, fire shulks and stuff like that. And then in the Alicur Desert, you can just uh, go to like Sentinel. It's in the Rain Catcher's Fields. And you pretty much just go from Sentinel to the Morwall's Bounty Way Shrine and you kill all the beetles in your path. And you can get some pretty good uh, alchemy ingredients too. So, yeah. 
and then as dogged was saying uh with beetle scuttle there are other uh provisioning and alchemy materials and this is stuff that you are going to want to hang on to and sell in some stacks stuff that might be a little bit harder for people to come by and is in popular things so they just want to buy it so keep an eye out for stuff like this and we're talking like flour honey small game rose white meat and that's just to name a few so all kinds of stuff like that the more you could get the more you will have a chance at making and uh same for like alchemy stuff as well so like corn flour lady smock water hyacinth mountain flour bug loss wormwood and columbine all of those i pay so much for all the time so why not let it be you i pay right like yeah. freaking corn flour and a guild trader oh my gosh dude <laughs> <Especially on> pc <laughs> For real, it's so expensive. Yeah, when you ever see blue flowers, you definitely have to go see if it's corn flower because chances are it probably is. And that one flower is like 500 gold, so crazy. All right, next up we have uh, Public Dungeons. This is one of my favorites because it's also a good way for experience too. And the trick with public dungeons is that you want to find one with mostly humanoid creatures because they don't drop uh, poison solvents in their loot pool. So that's an important one. And this helps so that you're more likely to get either gold or some kind of item. Whereas if you get like Alkahest, that's like three gold. And, you know, getting like 20 gold is better than getting three gold. So. All right, two public dungeons that I like to do is a Crimson Cove and Obsidian Scar. And I like it because of the rotation, and they both have a good set that can drop. Crimson Cove gives you uh, spinners, and that also has a better gold outcome because there's no, uh, it's all like elves or, you know, some kind of people. And Obsidian Scar, and this one will give you Necropotents, but this one does have Daedra enemies, so. But this one has Daedra enemies mixed with the York, so you get some poison solvents and Daedra hearts. But usually that one is less populated than Crimson Cove, so it's definitely they definitely have their trade-offs, but if you're in Crimson Cove and it's populated and you can't really get a uh, that much gold that way either. So your main focus is you know try to get solo uh whenever you go to kill the groups of ads. Because if someone is there and they get a hit off of it, it automatically halves your gold outcome, which sucks, especially if someone's just following you around. Which happens a lot. Yes, yes it does, especially if you're me. Uh, usually I try to hit a boss or two per rotation, but my primary focus are the group of NPCs because they do give you the gold, they also give you the most experience. And then some of the items that you're going to be selling to merchants are like ornate items that aren't jewelry pieces. Any non-set piece items that aren't intricate. Cloudy poisons and any soul gems because typically when you do this you get a lot of soul gems. And you get so many soul gems that you just don't know what to do with it. So Yeah, I know what to do with them. Sell them because there's 6,000 <laughs> in the status of the merchant. <laughs> yep. 
right? And then as far as selling the players go, you're going to want like a guild trader or zone. It doesn't really matter. You can sell uh, jewelry pieces. These are, are arcane, robust, healthy, or ornate. Any white jewelry pretty much for about 800, 900 gold. If they're intricate, they're about a little bit double. So, so instead of like about 1k, intricate's like about 2k. Trash glyphs, so like any truly superb glyphs that you get. Enchanting is harder to get to 50, so those will always sell. And they typically sell fast, especially if you're a good guild trader on my at least console. And then intricate items, you know, they usually sell for a few hundred per, so definitely good to sell those. And then, of course, set pieces. Sticker book means that everything is valuable, even a two-hand necropotent sword that no one will ever want, or probably never want, because it uh, reduces the amount of transmute crystals that you get. Yeah, and that could be like very important, especially if you're trying to just redo a whole set or something, or just try a whole something new. Yeah. And then... uh. From those two dungeons in particular, your Necropotents or Spinodestrosaps are the real big gold makers if you get the drop. So, at least 50k gold. So, pretty good gold. Yeah, for real. And then we have a, a few more methods here for you. One is uh, good old-fashioned dolmen farming. Now, it may not be the best way, but it's a pretty decent way of getting experience, and it's a pretty decent way of getting gold, too, as long as you're making sure you're going to go grab the chest at the end of each one, not like me. But you can uh, decon all the jewelry that you get for materials and sell them, or you can sell the jewelry to people buying it that that are uh, wanting to level up their jewelry or just get jewelry mats themselves. So. You got options there. Plus, you get a little base amount per dolmen. So, and you can sell uh, all the other stuff you get to your uh, merchant or the merchant in town. So, there's definitely a uh, some gold to be had in dolmen farming. Yep, that's uh, I made a lot of gold uh, off of dolmen farming when I uh, uh, Somerset when Somerset first dropped because that was the hot stuff, you know. Everyone was selling it, and everything, everyone was doing it, and it was just awesome. I made a lot of gold. All right, uh, next up, we have buying and reselling. This one is a bit more risky, but you can always look through guild traders or even zone chat. You have to be careful with zone chat because some people, you know, they try to get, you know, they try to take advantage of people who don't know. Like, they want to buy stuff super cheap or sell you something that's super expensive. So keep a lookout, you know. Especially on PC, where it's like very easy to look up what the uh, average is. You also ask different guild chats. But for buying and reselling, like you can just like so. Let's say you find like a perfect row selling at you know six k, and you'd be like, wait, those sell for like at least twelve k, especially right now. And you know, boom, profit for you. But a lot of times, you know, it's not really that. It's more so like you'll find uh, some random thing. Like for me, I think I sold a like a Rini Gladiator costume on Xbox once because it's like that's three hundred K. And turns out it was not the costume, but it was like the uh hat or something. 
And it's like, oh, well, I know why it's 300k now. But yeah, definitely got to be careful. So this last one, dog, uh, I would take, but, you know, I'll let you have because not only do I not generally partake in this one, so I don't know as well as you do, but, you know, the murder farm is just your thing because I don't know if you guys know, but dog once got combat on Xbox for sending a picture of a murdered cow to Han Solo chick. So anything that has to do with murder dog is the murder master. I didn't even murder that cow either. <laughs> it was just in the game. <laughs> Yo, you killed it, man. <laughs> but yeah, there used to be two spots. Now there's just one. Uh, there's a Hydron's Caravan and Reaper's March. Depending on if there's someone there or not, you can get invited to the group and join in. This is slower now because of a recent patch. So if you have a character they don't really play on and don't really mind getting a huge bounty, you can do the murder loop yourself if there's no one there, or you can just join in. And the reason why is because, you know, Queen Iren, she passed the No More Slaughtering of My People Axe, which was the last two updates. And they nerfed these farms as a extra viable gold farm. And also destroying the PlayStation and Xbox mega servers while doing so. Something about, uh, you know, the Alamary Dominion not doing so good in those. And DC and EP winning on both of them. So, yeah. I guess Iran is the true winner of the uh, three winner of the three banners war. Because she just nukes, you know, entire mega servers in her wrath. But uh, I get, you know, fixing South Point because that area of the Grotwood, that was an actual bug. And the NPCs, like, you would kill them, and then they would spawn in, like, one second later. But the Reaper's March area is it was a bit different as it's, like, the only place where, like, there's not unkillable guards. And it's been around for at least three years because, if not longer, because that's when I started playing. And then patch wants is like the caravan in this area is now much less densely populated and gamblers won't return quickly as if murdered. So Queen Iran passing the no more slaughtering of my people axe just ruins all the fun. But don't worry, some of us we still find a way. <laughs> Queen Iran is always out to ruin dog's fun. It's just a fact. Yep. Dog, you have to say something more than yep. I don't know what to say. What say three say? things. Say, okay, yep, say that's crazy. Or, yep, something else. Say, yep, yep. yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> okay. like, anything. Right. Yeah, this is why, you know, everyone does not like Queen Iran, even though everyone does like Queen Iran. Even ESO likes Queen Iran if you look at the male thing, right? It's like, you know, at Queen Iran one, two, three, or Iran one, two, three, or something like that, right? That's true. I was noticed <laughs> that on PC. Like example, and that's funny. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. So it looks like that about brings us to the end of our show. We hope you guys enjoyed talking all about the economy of ESO and Tamriel all across the different platforms. And, of course, different awesome ways to earn some gold. Now, Dogged, if they want to hit us up and talk more about this stuff, where can they find us? 
You can find us on Twitter at Red Diamond Cast. You can also find us on Facebook at the Red Diamond Courier. You can join our ESO or Xbox Guild of Airs the Red Diamond, which you can find using the Robots Radio Discord button on robotsradio.net. And if you check our show notes, you can find links to our merch store, our awesome sponsors, and our awesome uh, music producer, ESO-Hub.com, all kinds of awesome stuff. And if you have any time at all, we would so, so, so love it if you leave us a review. It absolutely makes our entire month, and we haven't got one so far in May. So you got all month. And we're looking out for you. We'll shout it out if it's five star and you have some writing in there. And once again, super appreciate it and really makes a difference for our podcast. Helps people see us. So, dog, what about you? If you want to hit you up and be like, yo, yo, dog, yo. Well, you can find me on Twitter, ESO, PC, or Xbox, all of at dogbark24. You know, if I'm on Xbox or ESO, PC, probably in Tamriel, you know, either slaughtering uh, Iren's people, just a spider, or, uh, you know, killing guars and farming guars because the guar cult has to be stopped. So, also leather. So, gotta make that gold. Gotta make that gold. And as far as me, you can find me on Xbox, ESO, PC, Twitter, and Twitch, all Bob Chichinsky, and underscore in between Bob and Chichinsky, most places except Xbox, just Bob Space Chichinsky. Thank you guys so much for coming out and hanging out. We super appreciate it. And uh, we can't wait to see you again next week. Hope you all have a good one. Yep, have a good one. See ya. My name's Jameson, or Big Cat. And I am Brenna, or Mother Goose. And together, we are the hosts of The DL, Weekly Gaming News. Each week, we bring you the top stories from last week, as well as something you might have missed. Our goal is to start a conversation about what's going on in the world of gaming. And every week, we have a special guest join us in the chat room, where we discuss a different gaming-related topic and learn more about our guests in the 60-second download. And if that isn't enough, we also have Slim Jims. So come and hang out with us every week and join in on the conversation. Good luck and have fun, everybody. And remember, keep your goose loose.